Hi, my name is Bridget, and I've never seen Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Fine, I'll Watch It. As always, my name is Adam. I'm Johnny. And this is the show where we show somebody, anybody, sometimes multiple people, they could be brothers, they could be turtles, they could be rats, they could be kung fu masters from Japan, a movie they've never seen before, but they absolutely should have. As you heard up top, Bridget is on the hot seat this week as she has never seen one of my favorite films, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Bridget, welcome. Thank you. Now, you guys had both picked super high-class, artsy, <laughs> black-and-white movies right. for some of your favorites. I was ready to do that. I you, really I really was. Yeah, you picked one that's advertised on, like, Cheerios. Uh, but Bridget's not feeling <laughs> up that great today, no. so I, I changed it. It was going to be something highfalutin, but I changed it for Bridget uh, because, you know, she just needs something a little lighter. So instead, I picked Thank something you, based on a black-and-white comic book. So there you go. It still technically ties together. Plus, Halloween's you know in a couple of sure. days, and what better Halloween theme than uh, Ninja Turtles? Because every kid goes as the Ninja Turtles at least once. I think <laughs> uh, it's like a mandate that every boy has to be a Ninja Turtle at least once. Johnny, can you back me up on this? Were you ever a Ninja Turtle? Uh, I certainly was either Ninja Turtle or Scorpio at one point. You were the the Scorpio symbol from astrology. Is that what you? Scorpion. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny was the biggest yeah, astrologer. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Bridget was Gemini. And... Yeah. <laughs> Great stuff. So, no, we are doing uh, the 1990 <laughs> film Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Johnny and I have obviously seen this. As I said, I think it was a mandate uh, for any boy to enter elementary school. You have to have seen the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. Like, get your vaccines, your shots, and your screening of TMNT. <laughs> uh, but, Bridget, you have not seen this. So, before we get to what you may know about the movie itself, let's start with those those four turtle brothers named after Renaissance painters, which right. I assume you knew already. But tell us a little bit about what you know about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and kind of your history with this mega franchise. So, I have not really consumed any turtle media anything i know about the turtles i have absorbed through osmosis yeah, you learned against your will <laughs> pretty much pretty much you know this movie came out a year before i was born so there's one reason You're off the hook. i'm off the hook <laughs> but didn't have an older brother or like older boy cousins like where this would have like filtered into my life in mm. any way the sense i have of this movie Again, she steered my life in so many ways. This is something that would have driven my mother bananas <laughs> and would not she would not have will, willingly allowed it into her home. Mm-hmm. I can think of at least a couple different reasons why, but yeah. we'll get into that after. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, I know it's huge for especially guys of our generation. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the first people I dated, I remember him talking about, like, this was, like, such a critical movie for him and, like, dancing in the aisle of the theater, like, when he was, like, five or six. So, I, I don't know. Like, there's Leonardo. I know there's Raphael. I know they love pizza. Mm-hmm. 
So we will be having dominoes tonight mm -hmm. to fully round out the experience. Um, yeah, you did mention if there was a Domino's in the area because of this movie because you really <laughs> liked pizza. And I did spoil that Domino's is the movie pizza. Like, in the movie, they order Domino's. That's great. So, Did you put, like, storm drain in notes? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She doesn't get that joke. Though. Oh, not yet, yeah. <laughs> um, I know that their dad is a rat. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I just... <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, you're right. Like just when it's coming out of someone's mouth like that. Yeah, I mean, more or less. More or less, you're right. Yeah. However, it's more their sensei, but he he is a father figure. Figure, so not. Um, but genetically, he is not their dad. I just want to stress that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then they have a mom slash girlfriend named April. Probably more on the yeah. girlfriend side than I the sure mom is. side, okay. but okay. So you named two of the turtles. Do you know the other two? So you said Leonardo, Raphael, Raphael, Michelangelo, Michelangelo. The other one's tough. He's the he's the least known of the Renaissance painters, Correct. at least to me. I know it's gonna make me want to like pluck my eyeballs from the Mike skull though, because I should know it. Um, does it help if you look at them down on the shelf? <laughs> no, because I don't even know. Like, I know, like, one of them is purple. One of them is blue. One mm -hmm. of them is red. The uh, purple I, one is the one you have yet to name. See, I knew it. Too. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know who the purple one is. The purple um, one is Donatello. 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 Thank you. Yeah. So you can uh, see the other three are more famous Renaissance painters, right. I think, than Donatello. But They have their bad guy is Shredder. Mm-hmm. And he has, like, a Darth Vader-esque look. Mm-hmm. And they just, you know, they are doing kung fu and karate. They each have their own weapons, just like they have their own colors. One of them has nunchucks. The other one has, like, sparring sticks. Of the various things you would find in a dojo, yeah. if you will. <laughs> yeah. We got katana swords, nunchucks, bow staff, size. Mm -hmm. I also believe this is originally based off of, you mentioned a black and white comic. Correct. Helmed by Frank Miller, I believe? No, Frank Miller, it's... So the original comic book, the idea behind the creation of the Turtles, which you'll get some of in the movie, mm -hmm. but they were regular household pet turtles mm -hmm. that got toxic waste spilled on them. Yep. In the original comic, the toxic waste that spills on them is the same toxic waste that gives Daredevil his powers. Oh, okay. And so Daredevil is a big Frank Miller. Like, he That's didn't create it, but yeah. he has seminal runs on that. Mm -hmm. uh, okay. So that was kind of the idea is that they got their powers at the exact same time as Daredevil, but just Daredevil was a human, so he everyone knew what that was, and they worked in the shadows and lived in the sewers. Okay, okay. It's Eastman and Laird. Okay. One of them is named Peter. And the other one, I can't believe I don't remember. Kevin Eastman, Peter Laird. Okay. Those are the two. Um, two guys from New England who just were like roommates and wrote a comic book together. Like completely independent. They weren't working for a big, mm -hmm. uh, you know, comic book company. They just wrote it, drew it, went through a bunch of different incarnations of like, what if Daredevil was an animal, basically. Uh, came up with Turtle. Added in four of them, gave them all of the Renaissance names because there was just like a book on the table and just started printing this thing in their house and just distributing it. And it went from, I believe they're from New Hampshire and just 
local comic books in New Hampshire and then New England and then worldwide phenomenon. So that was 84 that started. The cartoon started in 87. Okay. The toys came out in 88 and the movie came out in 90. So in six years, two guys went from self-publishing a book in their apartment to the biggest franchise in the world at the time. So. Right. Okay. Go Peter and Kevin. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Pretty good baseline, right? Yep. Okay. I did not realize that the, I knew the comics came first, but Mm. I didn't realize that the cartoon also predated predated this film. Yeah. Because there have been subsequent film adaptations. Yes. Like an animated one. I feel like we've had three iterations, maybe. Yeah, so there's three generations, yeah. Yeah. So there's this generation from the 90 movie, Mm -hmm. which has sequels. There is a 2007 animated one called TMNT. Uh, And then there is the 2014, I believe, Michael Bay produced Megan Fox's in them Mm -hmm. uh, live action Ninja Turtles movies. Okay. So those are kind of the three three different series, if you will. Uh, And then there's been five or six animated series. It was a live action show. So it's 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 spawned a lot. Comic books pretty much nonstop since nineteen eighty four. Ton of video games. Video games. It's licensed on literally everything that they could get their hands on. Yeah. So if if you've ever owned a product, imagine it having Ninja Turtles logo and that's probably not right. Fun. Lunch boxes. Food. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, like gummies, Lunchables. fruit pies, yeah. lunchables, toilet seat covers, yeah, like. dino nuggets, mac and cheese, spaghettio yeah. knockoffs, like you name it, a turtle right. face was on it or made of it. So. Right. Well, and that that's sort of like you always talk about like the Simpsons effect. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I absorbed a lot of this through the merchandising effect. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But like, here I, we are. You're going to consume your are. first turtle media. I'm going to see it now. Yeah. How about you, Johnny? What's kind of your, your history with the with the turtles? Yeah, I think... To your point, I think I absorbed it mostly through uh, products and things after the fact. Didn't read the comics. Uh, I think I got. I think I watched the movie first, mm-hmm. and then had Turtles in Time on Super Nintendo, and uh, I bought the toys. I remember the super kick-ass toy that was like a vehicle that they had that shot plastic pizzas. Mm-hmm. You would load them as a top loader with pizza disc yeah and the thing that. shot out incredibly fast and it sucked when it hit you <laughs> <laughs> it sucked especially because you could take off the wheels off the bottom and then just walk around shooting oh, yeah. people with this oh. mechanized pizza shooter because like you'd turn it on and you hear like the whir of whatever was going to shoot like the shooting mechanism oh yeah and then it was just pizzas everywhere it was like a little sister's worst nightmare oh, yeah yeah because <laughs> she hated it i that's why I know it, it sucked. sucked. Yeah, she said it sucked. Like, like, <laughs> yeah, but she. Yeah, but you probably told your parents she was a liar, right? So. Oh yeah, I told her that I shot myself. I know what it felt like. Yeah. Of course I didn't. <laughs> um. So yeah, I adore. I again, I probably shouldn't get into how much I feel about this movie, but I've seen this movie a bunch. I didn't gravitate to a lot of the sequels after the fact. I remember people being big fans of them and seeing them and. Always sort of just watching this one and sort of stopping after the fact. Never feeling I needed to have, having to go after the ooze and some of the other ones that are there. Yeah, we'll get into the sequels a little bit, I think, in the after yeah, part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because to understand the sequels, you have to see Correct. this one. So I don't want to give away too much of how the series um, goes. Right. But 
yeah, I think they're all have unique personalities despite having sort of like a Spicoli DNA, if you will, like a teenage stoner mentality with their language and the way they interact with each other. Again, teenage mutant. So you're going to get that four guys being four teenage boys. But yeah, I, I this was one that was, I had a VHS. I watched it a bunch. This one was actually one that I had the actual cassette. So I saw the full movie. <laughs> it wasn't like it. Yeah. 20 minutes in. No, no, no. I, I saw the full thing. Nice. Um, I think the cover is them like all peeking out of a manhole cover. But well, yeah, that's the I, poster is all them uh, peeking out of the manhole cover. The actual box is just like it's black with like the green logo. And I think they're just like, kind of standing there. Oh, okay. Got it. Got it. Again, won't get too much into this, but this movie is a vibe. Mm-hmm. And I also was in that phase of I just wanted to like kick and punch a ton of things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like trees my sister all sorts yeah. of things yeah so power i'm looking at yourself right power rangers like all of that stuff anything that had to do with like weaponry or fighting or whatever and the teenage moon turtles fell into that perfectly mm-hmm. and i like pizza <laughs> as much as they do but yeah i i, I don't know what else i want to get into because i don't want to spoil too much or anything again we talked about the way they became said turtles mm-hmm. and i think that's even more information than i think she should be let on but oh, yeah she kind of had that piece i did like yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah this came out what 1991 or 90 or something 1990 like yep. yeah so it's only like nine months after batman so this is part two of the start of the comic book kind of boom okay for movies because we talked about this when we did the rocketeer yes which came out in 93 i think Mm -hmm. yeah so that one was a couple years on that's when they were just like if it was in a comic book give me the rights i'll I'll make whatever i don't care i'll make the phantom i'll make dick tracy i'll make tank girl like whatever i'm in and that was because of this and batman so like both of them washed the stink of the superman sequels and howard the duck and things (laughs) off of uh, off of audiences palette so Gotcha. I also think, too, this is one of the first, like, live-action movies I remember watching as a kid. Mm. I think a lot of the stuff I was absorbing when I was younger, again, I was probably only four or five at the time, but was cartoon, Disney, the golden era of Disney, some of that stuff. Mm-hmm. I was watching a lot of that. So this was one of the few kids' movies I remember being in the cycle that was live-action. Yeah. But... Yeah, this is definitely of its time. It feels like a 90s movie. It's got a rhythm and a vibe that I adore, and I think you're... You'll get on its wavelength, I think. It's got like a Ghostbusters vibe to it. Does that is that fair? I mean, it's definitely got like a... I mean, you got the four Ghostbusters. Yeah. You got kind of like that upbeat vibe. You kind of got... I was going to say, you said it feels kind of 90s. I do think it feels very 80s. Okay, sure, 80s yeah. Act, like an 80s, 80s yeah. early 90s action movie mm-hmm. aesthetic to it. That I think when you watch it, you'll be like, oh, okay, I can see how this fits in the landscape of other movies I've seen from this era. So like a Ghostbusters, like anything that was kind of, I mean, kind of like Batman, you know, anything that was action oriented, but for kids, but maybe not just for kids. And so it is, it very much is a vibe. So yeah, I mean, you you mentioned the shelves. I've got tons of 
turtle merch and yep. always loved it. Like, I don't remember the first time I saw this movie. I've just always had the turtles in my life, I think. No, like, was it was it the movie that, that grabbed you? And then you No idea. It. it has literally just always been here. Somewhere. Like, yeah. I don't remember a time I wasn't a fan of the Ninja Turtles. Got it. As far as I can tell. I, I should say, I, I, before we get more into what you had, I will say I did watch, it was a Saturday morning cartoon mm-hmm. that was on, or it was in the morning before I went to school. I, I'm i hearing it in my head right now. Yep. It's cartoon windows, skyscrapers, shooting straight down to the uh, to, to the street, and you get into the manhole college, like, it just, I, I it's a vibe. Yeah. And I used to watch that all the time. Yeah, same. I mean, the show started the year I was born, so, like, it has literally always been a thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know when I would have first caught it. I don't know when I would have first, like, became enamored with it. I don't, the, like, one of the earliest memories I have is going to, like, Universal or Disney World or one of those. And they had, like, a the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles as part of, like, a parade. And I just remember getting picked up out of the crowd by whoever was playing April. And being like, well, and like waving, like, you know, we were all waving yeah. at the crowd and stuff like that. And like, that is the earliest turtle memory I have. Don't know if I was a fan before then, but definitely was after. And then Toys Galore, the TV show, I've seen every movie. I've seen at least an episode from every single series. Like, I haven't watched every single episode of every Turtles thing because there's just too many. But at least some of it. And it's always kind of just been around. I was probably finding pizza discs up until 2014, oh, man. all over the house. <laughs> they would just slide in every which way, go down vents, uh, yeah. like you, you name Into the radiator. Yeah. And, all you, and all of a sudden you just had the thing. Yeah, oh. and no pizza and, discs. And no pizza discs. Oh. I remember trying to like make things to like shoot out of that. <laughs> like on their small disc. Like, I remember trying to put like pogs down there. It's too thick. It's too thick. Yeah. See, you tried it too. Yeah, of course I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I had that and pogs. Yeah. <laughs> It was a rambunctious child. Yeah. So of course, I tried destruction wherever I could. Right. Slammers are too heavy. You Way know, too like heavy. It's, it's got its it's got its own problems. Yeah, yeah. You just need a pizza. But, <laughs> but yeah, so it's always been it's always been a big part of my nerd fandom. And this movie just it gets thrown on probably once a year whenever like the turtle kick comes around. So like. When a new game comes out, it's like, all right, I'm in a turtle mood. I'm going to open up a bunch of figures and I'm going <laughs> to play the mood. I'm going to play the game and I'm going to watch, you know, the movies. So uh, it's always kind of been there for me. But getting to the movie specifically, I know we've kind of touched around a giant. I clearly are fans of it. But what kind of expectations do you have going into something like this, given what we've told you, what you already know, and just kind of the thought process behind a 1990s live action turtle movie? I'm very excited to watch it with the two of you. This is not something I would ever seek out on my own. Fair. I think I will have a good time, but it will be owed more to the company I'm in rather mm. than... Have you seen, like, images, clips? Do you have something in your head yeah. of what they look the, like? like? Yeah. Don't look at the figures, though. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, I have the figures from the movie, and they're, like, spot-on exact recreation, so don't look at them. Um, no, I sort of, I know kind of what they look like. They have that, that, like, dinosaurs TV show Mm. sort of look. But, you know, it's ultimately, this is a movie that's designed to be fun. Yeah. Yeah. And worst case scenario, you'll enjoy the pizza. There we go. (laughs) I mean, yeah, set the mood. Yeah. Yeah, Very ambient (laughs) turtles experience. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
Cool. Well, anything else that we want to go over? Any other thoughts, Bridget, that you want to get out there before we uh, hit the sewers? No, I'm ready. I'm ready to karate chop a into a Domino's <laughs> box. <laughs> karate chop your rat dad. Yeah, karate <laughs> chop my rat dad. Uh, all right, then. Well, Bridget, what do you have to say for yourself? Fine. I'll watch it. On the half shell, they're the heroes for In this day and age, who could ask for more? The crime wave is high, with muggings mysterious All police and detectives are furious Cause they can't find the source Of this lethally evil force This is serious, so give me a quarter I was a witness, get me a reporter Call April O'Neil in on this case Hey, you better hurry up, there's no time to waste We need help like quick on the double Have pity on the city, man, it's in trouble We need heroes like the Lone Ranger When Tonto came pronto, when there was danger They didn't say we'd be there in half an hour Cause they displayed turtle power All right, we are back. We have just finished watching 1990s cinematic masterpiece classic based on the comic book video game mega franchise of the same name, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Bridget, you were on the hot seat for this ultimate boy movie. (laughs) How are you feeling after watching this film? (laughs) (laughs) I... I think this movie does things better than I expected. Okay. It's refreshing to see a straight PG movie as well. Mm. It's definitely for boys born between 1985 and 1990. Yeah. Though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For sure. I miss the cutoff. <laughs> <laughs> in more ways than a couple of fronts. <laughs> a couple of fronts. More ways than one, yeah. yeah. But. That's to yeah. be expected. Yeah. Yeah. Did you at least, so we knew that was kind of going to be maybe the takeaway. Did you at least have the fun that you were hoping to have or no? Not as much as I wanted because in some ways the movie is too good for me to have the kind of fun with it that I want to have fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like not terrible enough, I guess. Right, that right. That you can just like shut it off and just go turtles. Go turtles. Yeah. As much as you think. Mutant turtles as adolescent men who do martial arts. Like, that should be a rich (laughs) vein to mine. The choices that this movie makes are very straightforward and conventional, Mm -hmm. which I think make it really accessible for a young viewer, but less payoff for me personally. Fair. But there are a couple places where it takes swings. Like, with Splinter's backstory that I was like, I want more of this. <laughs> Whatever's happening here, this little rat dad doing kung fu moves in the cage. Scooping up baby turtles with spoons. <laughs> Get Coffee in. Coffee cans. Great. But yeah, it's a, it's a fun time. Okay. Now, Johnny, we didn't go over this. When was the last time you think you've seen this movie? Um... <laughs> 
eight years. Okay. Yeah. And how was this for you then? It's a lot of fun. It's a nostalgia bomb for sure. Just all the, like, slipping the pizza through the grade, all that stuff. When Michelangelo or one of them is spinning on their shell to fight and kick people, I remember doing that on, like, the saucer sled in the snow Mm. with my friends Mm. as a turtle. It's more like we're dealing with sensitive boys here. Yeah, oh, yeah. There's a lot of drama going on. There is a lot of sensitive boy drama. And there's a lot of just, like, sitting around and woeing. <laughs> so what happens when you miss your rat dad. Yeah, when you miss your rat dad. <laughs> everyone's super depressed. Yeah. I also remember as a kid the farmhouse sequence being kind of weird, and it totally is. Yeah. I don't like that they leave the city. It's a hard They stuff. go to the grapes of rat house. <laughs> It just gets a little weird. It goes to like a weird pace, and they all kind of like mope around and like miss their dad, and it enables all drawing like really depressing like yeah. pictures of them. Like, oh. well, that's also I did enjoy this. Is it Raphael who's like knocked out yeah. in a coma? They're yeah. like, we're just so worried about him. They pan over to just like a turtle body, like face tub. down in a tub. <laughs> so awesome, arm draped over the edge of the big clawfoot tub. <laughs> Just like, but that's what they decided was the most comfortable position for him to be in, in for a, a giant turtle. Shell up, sh- right? <laughs> Normal turtle position. Normal turtle no, position. That's true. Yeah, back to basics. Yeah, because yeah. if he had been on his back, he probably wouldn't have in the tub for life. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, he wouldn't be able to get <laughs> up. Number one one. one and number two, that's just not how his body's meant to be. So right. you put him, you put him face down like a turtle, and that's the best way to uh, yeah. rehabilitate him. I guess. <laughs> From a scientific standpoint. Right. <laughs> I enjoyed the fights as an older gentleman who uh, enjoys fights in cinema that do it from a wide perspective without kinetic editing, and I don't know what the fuck I'm looking at. It's nice to still see that someone was appreciating that way of filmmaking and following fights, because I think there's some fun choreography going on here that would would not get its due if it were chopped to pieces in an editing room mm-hmm. with tighter shots. So that was nice. Do you know the reason for that? The reason for why they shot it that way? Yeah. Or like why the fights come off so well to you, the viewer. I can only imagine because there maybe it's a producer on this movie or someone who is has a background with kung fu movies that also has an eye for keeping that art in frame correct (laughs) uh the production company golden harvest worked on this movie which you may or may not remember are the same people that made enter the dragon oh god so we didn't get one that swift kick that i like i was thinking i'm like when are we gonna get that kick into the camera No, so we don't get all the best yeah. elements of Enter the Dragon, but there is... A stop-motion rat uh, chewing you turtles were... into a coffee kitten. Could you imagine, though, if they did the Enter the Dragon kick you love, but it was the splinter puppet doing oh, it? God, to pieces. <laughs> I'd be staying over. I wouldn't be driving that night. I'd yeah. Be like, I must be drunk. I must I've be never, drunk. I've never seen anything like this one. I'm, I'm dizzy. <laughs> Give me a blanket. I'm going to bed. <laughs> seeing two rats. Yeah, I'm least. seeing two rats. I'm seeing two rat dads. <laughs> it must be 2022 if there's two rat dads. Yeah, so just <laughs> a, a little bit of crossover from something that we've watched. But yeah. that 
they got that company on board because they figured this would be somebody who could help us faithfully create Kung Fu Turtles. I think overall the production is fun and the lighting is nice and it's always dark. The sewers, all of that stuff is a lot of fun. and There's a lot of fun dolly shots. Filmmaking aside, I enjoyed the banter a lot with the turtles. Mm-hmm. I always got a big kick out when he's like threatening the dude with the anchovies on the phone. He's like, you put fucking anchovies <laughs> on this thing. <laughs> That's like such an 80s trope. Like, I don't think you can even order anchovies. No, you can't. No. I, we'd like have to look at the Domino's app. You were the. We should have checked the, that before. It was not there. Okay. Yeah. Anchovies were not an option. You're more likely Domino's. to have like goldfish as an option. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, it wouldn't be too bad. Yeah, yeah it would be probably kind of You'd probably get a goldfish crust. Yeah, crust, yeah. yeah. Put that on there. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I, don't, I don't want to make it sound long winded, but I enjoyed what I expected to enjoy out of this movie. But as an adult, I enjoyed or notice some things that are just inherently just, like, a oh, bummer yeah. about the movie. Particularly, like, I will get to it, but, like, the final, like, fight against Shredder, anticlimactic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they're not even the ones to defeat him, technically. Correct. Splinter does. Like, the the titular characters of the movie get their asses kicked, <laughs> and then Rat Dad saves the day. Yeah, Rat Dad does one quick joust, and then he's, in like, in a dumpster. To be fair, though, that is the good redemption arc for his character, who lost his mentor. Sure. You know, so I guess from that standpoint. I don't mind that Rat Dad did it, yeah. but it just seems. As a movie the build payoff, up, yeah. The yeah. fight wasn't as good as yeah. it could have been. You get, yeah, a lot of the fight sequences, because they have so many guys against the turtles, I think it allows you to have that much more frenetic energy, whereas the final Shredder fight is like. I'm going to run at you. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. I'm going to nunchuck you. Oh, shit. <laughs> I can't. Yep. Yep. Couldn't do it. And Shredder looks less cool without his cape. Mm. Yeah. He does look pretty badass with the cape. Cape is pretty cool. The cape. I was always so uh, amazed by the cape, the way it looked. It's, it's fantastical. It's amazing. it's it's amazing he is however very petite he's he's not as bulky and no no just a little guy just a little guy (laughs) with a scratch on his face yeah from a rat (laughs) a rat who didn't have kung fu powers yet like when the rat did that he was just a normal rat Right. Who practiced? I mean, yeah. I guess he had some kung yeah, fu skills. Yeah, he had some skills. He just didn't have the uh, increased brain capacity that uh, being covered in mutagen would give you. Right. So. It's just for someone like Shredder, and like from what I remember being like in the comics, not the comics, but like the cartoon, being like, "Guy, you could probably play football." Yeah. And we got like Timothy Chalamet. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> to to jump ahead a little bit, the guy who plays Shredder in the sequel, because the villain always comes back, right? Of to you, um, is played by a wrestler, like the wrestler Kevin Nash is the guy like in the suit. Yeah. yeah. So then he's like a more six, suitable five dude. Yeah. yeah. Uh, granted, he's a super shredder in that oh, one. Super shredder. Super yeah. shredder. Um, but yeah, much bigger dude, much more in line with what you would expect yeah. for a big, powerful, Darth Vader-esque character. Right. Uh, which, when you say that, like, I never put the two together, and then you said that in the before part, Bridget, and me watching it was like, oh, yeah, he is Darth Vader. Yeah, he was That's absolutely. That's why he's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, helmet shape, 
mask covering deformities that he got from his mentor. <laughs> I always love the sh- the shoulder pads, like the fucking razors oh, popping out. So, yeah, I love the one hand, right? Like, double knife thing that just goes around his palm. And it's really nice. Looks very menacing under Rat Dad's chin. Yeah, mm-hmm. great at making coleslaw. <laughs> right. <laughs> Or opening up a can of ocean spray, however you want to slice it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Back when they had, like, the, the pen knife. Oh, yeah. You know, he was really good. At it. <laughs> That's when he created the costume. <laughs> um, or twist-offs and pull tabs. So you say you watch this every year, obviously. More or less, is, yeah. yeah I so, mean, I mean, it's you know every beat. Yeah, it's wonderful. Yeah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. everything I needed to be, like... I'll throw it on, opening stuff up, or like read comics while I'm watching it. Like right. I don't need to full on pay attention to it because I don't think it's that kind of movie. Trying to full on pay attention to it this time without any distractions was like a little more difficult than I anticipated. <laughs> uh, just because, like, like you said, the farmhouse stuff really slows it down, uh, takes it completely out of its element. There's no fighting. There's everything that makes the turtles the turtles isn't present. It's just melodrama, which is nice. You know, it makes for a deeper level to the movie that didn't necessarily need or deserve one. But you come for the Kung Fu it's fighting so, turtles. It's so. so funny, though, because, like, to that point, like, there's a shot, like, a super wide shot of, like, the house and sunset. Yes. And all you see is Raphael, like, slicing and dice. Not Raphael, but one of them, like, uh, Michelangelo. Oh, I think it's Donatello. Just, it's just such a weird shot. shot. It's such a, you take the turtle out, and it's like I'm watching like a Terrence Malick movie, <laughs> right? And then like all of a sudden the turtle's there. It's like yeah, it's it like, looks so. What are we? What what's going, going, on? What's going on, on here? It's getting poetic. <laughs> but yeah. Or that shot when they come back from the the Funky Flame Summit. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, the sun is rising. It's time to go back. Oh, yeah. it's great. Right behind them, just you just see woods. Yeah. With the sun, wonderful. Yeah, no, I mean, like, and that part also has some of the fun sexual tension between April and Casey, which I do enjoy. Yeah. Uh, is it sexual tension or is it sexual harassment when a man starts to rub your back and you say, no, thank you, and he manhandles you and shoves you into a chair? Yes. However, she's immediately into it. Like, she, because I think even, I think it was before that moment, she's even like, he'd be cute if he wasn't such a blockhead. It's like, okay, you're, you're into it. Yeah. She's yeah. putting on an act because she's a tough New York chick, but, you know, she's into it. <laughs> I think that's the dream for every boy that watched this movie. Yeah. <laughs> but say, uh, don't, that's don't. an advanced move. Yeah. You need to make sure she's into it and then you can pull, pull that off. Yeah. If Maybe. And still, your, no. <laughs> yeah. If all of your interactions up to this point have been hostile, you cannot back rub them into Submission. Right. That's what I'm saying. Well, see, he saved her in the apartment. So he, he earned one sexual harassment. <laughs> and now they're dating, so it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> you just yeah. have to save a woman's life and you're entitled to one sexual harassment. <laughs> I'm kidding, obviously. That is not, <laughs> yeah. not an endorsement. Yeah. <laughs> Five years from now, yeah. when you're running for office. Yeah. Someone... This is here here he is on the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle podcast <laughs> where he said one sexual assault your honor. He's guilty. So throw the book at him. It's like, yeah. Damn you, TMNT 1990. Yeah. You taught me all the wrong life lessons. Yeah. Yeah, when you talk about like there are a lot of things that have an 80s attitude. That's mm-hmm. definitely one of them. Oh, yeah. But again, she immediately is eyes closed moaning into it and upset when the turtles walk in. Right. 
for a, a really well-timed turtle wax reference. <laughs> <laughs> so awesome. <laughs> Love it. He doesn't eat ointment, he eats a turtle wax. That's good. It's a good it's a good bit. <laughs> yeah, but no, it's it's always fun. It's always a hoot. The kung fu's always good. I I love more than anything seeing the Foot Clan hideout that's just skateboard ramps and arcade games and pool tables and anything you TVs, stereo, whatever you yeah. need. I always got it loved there. that. I always was like, that looks like the most fun. That did rustle my jimmies. That yeah. sort of like Pleasure Island, mm-hmm. Lost Boys, Fantastical. Yeah, I think the place. opening shot was like some kid with like a Garcia Vega in his mouth, just like. <sighs> Yeah, yeah. It's made even better when it's like, do you have cigarettes? It's like, do you want regular menthol? Mm-hmm. Listen, little kid Sam Rockwell's a great host. I know. I was just saying. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> and Sam Rockwell is here. It yeah, adds so much. A fresh-faced young teenage rebellion, Sam Rockwell. Great tour guide, though. Did anything you need, we got it here. Yeah. yeah. Like I would be lured into a life of crime if they were like, check out our clubhouse. It's got everything you could ever want. And you just can go take more stuff and we'll keep it here for you. Like, wow, that sounds awesome. It doesn't this sound like crime at all. Do. <laughs> this is what we do. I would enjoy being the concierge at the foot hideout. <laughs> I don't want to do any of what the crimes, Master Shredder, but if I could just like sign I, people in. I'm or... not really physically strong, but I feel like I'm a really welcoming presence and I'm very resourceful. Yeah. So Plus, if the cops show up, you're a, you're a face that they won't necessarily suspect right away. Whereas True. every other person is a gruff-looking teenager. Yeah. <laughs> Just like me in, like, a blazer. Yeah. Like, dressed like a, an air hostess from, like, 1985. Yeah. You're doing it for, you know, credit. It's like, oh, this is my high school job here. I, I run the warehouse check-in, and unfortunately, you don't have an appointment, so goodbye. <laughs> yeah. Bye-bye. The crime spree is so quaint as well. Oh, oh. at the beginning? Yeah. Yeah. The best is taking the TV up. That woman oh. fire escape is perfect. She gets us like she has her hands like on the handles. Oh, like... <laughs> <laughs> all because she went to go get her knitting needles. And, yeah, and a ball of yarn. She doesn't. Yeah, she doesn't even walk away. She just looks over. Well, because she's not running down the fire escape. She knows no. that TV's long gone. No. With her I Heart New York. Yeah, I was saying like the I Love New York on the side. Yeah, yeah. It's just ninja steel and stuff. It's just quiet. Just. Yeah. We take we take your a whole box truck. Passing multiple hands. I loved the wallet passing choice. At one point it looked like Shredder grabbed it. That was the last hand I grabbed it. It was one of the foot soldiers. Like oh, okay. any, any one of the costumed bad guys yeah, yeah, had yeah. the the arm gauntlets. But yeah, it is funny because like up until this point, and granted, obviously you know it's a Ninja Turtles movie, so you know it's gonna get a little weird. But like up until this point, it's just like a normal 80s 90s new york opening until you see that gauntlet hand you're like what the fuck was that <laughs> yeah it's bizarre because <laughs> you think like oh it's just a it's a oh it's a crime new york crime drama it's about cops or whatever it's oh about- no oh no turtles oh no ninjas <laughs> it is appropriately seedy and dark and dingy the way you want like your 80s 90s new york crime movie to be yeah I with do, with turtles and rat with dads. turtles and rat dads but yeah i like the way the city looks and the sewer and wet it's and wet a lot of time and dark yeah. And, yeah i mean and they obviously luck into that basically by the comic and the series and everything being set in new york city 
and in the sewer where it's just like you don't even have to location scout you just okay we're at we're in new york let's just make it look like new york yeah really and then the lighting that they choose or when they choose to shoot obviously most of it's at night because that's when a lot of turtles media is takes place but it does all look wonderful right Especially like when they do the pizza delivery at the beginning because you're just in this dark, dingy alleyway. You got neon signs lit up. You got the cages over the doors that you see when you're just like walking through not the Times Square neighborhoods of New York at night. Yeah. And it, it's just, it's great. But from what I remember reading, they do actually like film in the New York sewer. Like that's not, oh, wow. that's okay. not like a soundstage or like a back lot, I don't think. I, think I mean, it's like I, the in subways Brooklyn. look all legit and the tunnels but yeah as far as the sewer i couldn't tell you yeah i do but well like it i don't know if the layer necessarily is but all of the like tunnels that they're walking down are like abandoned subway stations in brooklyn that's great so they really nailed it so bridget one of the big things with this obviously being a live action turtles movie Mm -hmm. is how to create the turtles for live action what did you think of the turtles themselves i did like them more than I thought I would. I knew what they looked like, mm-hmm. but because I'd never, like, I'd only seen them in stills, so I couldn't really conceptualize how they would look or move. But it's good puppet work, and as it turns out, it's a Henson creature mm-hmm. shop. Yeah, when you said they, they remind you of d- the dinosaur show, I was right. like, oh, maybe she does know that it's Jim Henson. No, no, I didn't <laughs> know that. You just picked another. Random live action Jim Henson property. Right. <laughs> it wasn't the Muppets. Yeah. Uh, to be fair, I don't think he had much competition. No. But, you know, they look good. Splinter looks great. Mm-hmm. It does. For a rat. For a rat. <laughs> well, especially when he gets beat up, they like give him like puffy cheeks mm-hmm. and you see cuts and bruises like on his eyes. And obviously mm. he's constantly crying because he's strung up <laughs> to a fence. But yeah, no, Splinter looks fantastic. He looks really good. And he he gets the benefit of, you know, his character can do more articulation and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And he's old, so he's slow moving anyway. So it really doesn't matter that it looks kind of puppety because mm-hmm. you're like, oh, he's sure. just an old rat. Like, of course, he's not going to move like the teenage turtles do. Yeah. Right. With that said, I don't like looking at the turtles. They make me uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like their legs. You don't like their legs? I don't like how ripped their legs are. Their legs are pretty jacked. They're not wearing shoes. They're not wearing pants. They're not, yeah. they, they are not wearing pants. They look, they, they're, they're muscular. They're yeah. very muscular. That was always like my go-to, like if I hadn't seen someone in a while, they, they kind of like got big, but I'm like, dude, you look like a Ninja Turtle. Kind of looking like Raphael. You got Ninja Turtle legs. Yeah, you got Ninja legs. How do you feel about the suits, Johnny? I I always thought, even when I was a kid, I always was impressed, or I bought into it, but like, I still now, I enjoy the eyes and the, the mouths and the way they move, and the fact that they are all on a person in a suit mm-hmm. doing all that stuff too, so that means a lot of that stuff is mobile in nature, there's a mobility nature to everything that's going on, uh, and someone's controlling it remotely, which is cool. Yeah. That being said, yeah, if... <laughs> If I was in a room with one of these guys, I'd probably shit myself because how strange they look. <laughs> well, yeah, they're giant turtles. They're giant. Well, not only giant turtles, but their face. I, I, I would, yeah, I would shit. Yeah. 
there's like elements of their features that like their teeth are too big and their right their like, fingernails are too big. I'm like, mm. like there is the, there is a mm. teeth model to their head where it's like let's get the teeth model in like when they're <laughs> smiling because it's just like this grill of just ah and they all it's like a lit, like lines of marshmallows. <laughs> It just looks like two stacks of marshmallows on top of each other. That's what they were roasting in the uh, force. Correct. Coast yeah. <laughs> yeah. Different. Yeah. Different. They have molars. They're they're drawn. The molars have popped out of their mouth. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They're scary looking, but they look true to what I watched the cartoon. And I remember. And I don't want to jump ahead to sequels and other iterations, but I remember when the CGI version of it or Michael Bay's version came mm-hmm. out. It was like. What in the fuck is that? That is not the Ninja Turtle I remember growing up with. And I remember someone like who is savvy in visual effects like fixed it, kind of like they did with Sonic. Mm. They never decided to be like, hey, everyone is very receptive to the fixed version that someone did online. No, we're going to stick with it. Where Sonic like listened. Yeah. And the whole campaign of getting that done like probably saved that movie and ultimately and got gave the sequel. Because yeah. Yeah. the other one's the Michael Bay it looked like someone like they got their face stoked in. Yeah, the Michael Bay so character bizarre. designs are weird. They're yeah. they're way too big. They're way too busy. Like they're all wearing different garb. Are you looking it up? Yeah, I just want to see. They're all they're all giant. They're all like eight feet tall in that movie too, which is weird because they're supposed to. be I teenagers. love the size that they're in here. They're yes. like adolescent. They're still teenagers, fourteen, fifteen. Maybe going through turtle puberty. I don't know what's going on. Well, there, yeah, have you but... seen their legs? <laughs> yeah, they're getting big. Oh no! They're getting all the testosterone. Right? Yeah. They're just they're wrong. They're wrong. They're, they're too wrong. big. They're too busy. Their heads are all different sizes. I like that they tried to give him personality. Like Donatello's wearing goggles because he's the sciencey smart one, and or he's wearing glasses too. Like he's so they they try to give them their own little like personality and change them a little Visually. bit. But it is, it's still just wrong. Right. So. Where I'm glad that it was as faithful as it is, mm-hmm. but it, sometimes things should live on a 2D plane, mm-hmm. if you will. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> seeing this in live action as a kid, whatever. Yeah. That's a Ninja Turtle. As an adult, it's like, that's kind of fucking terrifying. <laughs> yeah. I know. It's so weird to think that, like, as a kid, the turtles are cool and you're not scared by them. Even though you very much should be because you're a kid and everything scares you. Yeah. And then as an adult, you're like, oh, fuck no. I don't want to look at that. Uh, the ultimate version of that, and you can kind of see it at various points. So I want to know if you caught on to this, Bridget. Were you able to see any performers through the suit? Because there are, fr- and I didn't want to mention it during the movie because I didn't want you to no. be hyper-focused on that. No. There are I'm moments where you, you see the mouth of the performer inside the giant mouth of the puppet. That's nightmare feel right there. Yeah. So you see like human teeth, turtle teeth, turtle lips. I did not. Okay. But yeah, there's did, a one with Donatello at the end. A that. shot, like, so I can look into it. Yeah. Hold on. Uh, yeah. We don't want to ruin your algorithm. <laughs> <laughs> human mouth, mouth inside turtle mouth. mouth. Yeah, I never personally noticed it. I only noticed that every now and again I would see the seam where the head would sit on top of the suit so that's donatello and you can see oh yeah it's like when a a fish has like one of those parasite fish it's a xenomorph yeah like yeah yeah Yeah, so you can kind of see in some like they're very quick blinking yeah 
Um, but it does it does exist and adds to the uh, the nightmare fuel. Yeah. So there's only a couple instances of it where you can really see it. I think Donatello is the worst one because mm-hmm. the screenshot I showed you is from the farmhouse when they're laughing about Raph being better. The Kodak moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's another one right at the end, I think, on the rooftop where you can see him go like, ah, and you just you real quick. If you're not looking at the mouth, you're not going to notice. Okay. It. But I didn't want to tell you that because then you would have just been hyper fixated no, on the I mouth and the teeth. No, I spent the whole time <laughs> more fixated on the teeth than I yeah. sort of already was. Yeah. It reminds me of, you know, it like, there's like rare fish that have teeth that look like human teeth. Mm. Yeah. That's all I could think of. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see that. Yeah. But the suits are super impressive. They're like 70 pounds, yeah. so they're a oh. chore to wear. Yep. There were two different suits. There's the one for static, standing, normal shots. Then there is a stunt suit, which obviously is more malleable and easier to to maneuver in. Right. Um, but there was, I think, three puppeteers on each turtle doing the lips and eyes and, like, mouth. Okay. Uh, along with the performer in the suit. So, like, the performer in the suit would read the lines. Though none of the voices, except for Raphael, are done by the performer in the suit. Those are all ADR'd later. Okay. Very much a Darth Vader situation. <laughs> yes. Um, but the guy we see in the cab, when Raphael does the flip over it, and he goes, what was that? He goes, hey, it looks like a giant turtle. The guy he's talking to in the back, that's the guy in the Raphael suit doing the Raphael voice. Were you going to Warrior? Yeah. Everybody else is just a different uh, voice actor slash performer. So. But still, super impressive that it was able to be done. Originally, Jim Henson didn't want to do it until they, like, told him what they kind of wanted. And he's like, all right, that sounds like a real challenge. Like, I'm in. Mm-hmm. Like, he did it for the challenge of trying to do it. Uh, and ultimately, this was the last movie. I don't know if it's the last one he worked on, but it came out a month before he died. So this is, like, one of his last projects. Mm-hmm. So, again, another carryover from something else we've watched on the show, which was uh, Muppet Christmas Carol. Yeah. Being the first Muppet movie after his passing, this was technically the last Jim Henson Creature Shop, I believe, thing that he did um, before passing in early 1990. So we talked about like the physicality of the turtles. What about mm-hmm. the personalities of them? Reprehensible. Mm. <laughs> Across the board? Across the board. Okay. I don't want to deal with any of them. Okay. But I'm not a boy. I was never a teenage boy. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. It's it's fine. It's fine. You love him talking on the phone to the pizza guy. I was like, okay. <laughs> you want to throw? A I was white knuckling. <laughs> yeah. Like, how dare you talk to a service worker that way? <laughs> the nineties were a different you think time. You are. <laughs> nineties were a different time. You talk shit to everybody. Right, and this customer is, was always right back then. Yeah. Again, <laughs> this is how I know that my my evolution into my mother is like we're (laughs) like we're like getting really close like it's like we've gone from an almost horizontal line to an almost vertical line like just (laughs) rapidly losing my patience for buffoonery but (laughs) (laughs) But we gotta watch all the rest of the jim carrey movies before you reach that zenith (laughs) right i get it it's just i'm not the audience for it no and like it's the sort of thing that like i could be see myself having gotten very tapped into at a young age but because my mother would have beaten these turtles back at the door yeah she would have been the concierge at the (laughs) 
no with the turtle, turtle hideout. Welcome. You're like, no, I'm sorry, you can't come in and see <laughs> the turtles, little little kid Bridget. Yeah. Go outside and play Temple of Doom with your cousins. <laughs> right. Well, my mother also she like a, a thing about like I was not allowed to watch Power Rangers. She's like, it's too violent. Mm. But again, I'm like reenacting Kalima in the back. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah really. So like, what what are we doing, Kathleen? But it's fine. They're ultimately it's adapted from a children's cartoon. Yeah, like, specifically not gonna be... because the the their personalities, like the elements of their personalities. Were taken from the cartoon, whereas the the books, the comic, the original comics are very dark. Very say, are they more adult? They are they're because they're more in line with like a daredevil, which is what they were based on. And a couple of the other facts I missed is daredevil's uh, ninja adversaries are the hand. Here they are the foot. Daredevil's mentor is named Stick. The turtle's mentor is named Splinter. So like even more daredevilly things, and like daredevil's a dark gritty story the comics were as well the things that this movie brings in from the cartoons are things like their personalities the way michelangelo acts specifically his like over-the-top surfer you know cowabunga party Mm -hmm. dude Mm -hmm. is more from the cartoons their love of pizza is from the cartoons the multicolored headbands is all cartoon stuff so this movie takes almost verbatim the original comic because like in the original comic shredder dies at the end too I don't know if it's the same way with Splinter helping the way that we talked about uh, yeah. before, but those elements are lifted from the books and then elements from the cartoons, like I mentioned, are pulled in to make this kind of like a mashup of the things that have existed to to this point in the phenomenon that is Turtle, Turtle Mania. Yeah, I think I wanted them to have facets to their personality that weren't just like, I'm annoying. I'm annoying in a different, distinct way. Like, just like, I was like, I have oh a third, my. distinct, annoying personality. Yeah, I'm right. angrily annoying. Yeah. Like, I'm goody two-shoes annoying. Yeah. Raphael's really the only one that has, like, a distinct, like, chip on his shoulder about shit. Right. And he's uh, a loner, and there's he's very moody. Mm-hmm. Where the other ones are all kind of, like, fucking around, <laughs> like... The only one I listen, I think Leonardo and Michelangelo, like I cannot tell the difference between them personality wise in this movie particularly. Really? I think so, yeah. I think Donatello is more kinda like the slower one, like you can't think of quips and he's just the last one to pick up on the humor, where the other two are I think the closest personality wise. Mm. And like I said, Raphael's the one who's always just like bumming out. Yeah. And then later on they all bum out. <laughs> Yeah, I think other turtle media does it better in distinguishing the four of them and mm-hmm. giving them their own unique personalities. The common thread nowadays is that like Leonardo's the stoic leader, no nonsense, very much wants to be Splinter for his brothers. Mm-hmm. You know, wants to be a sensei, a master. He wants to do the meditating. Which like he started to before he started okay, dancing. So, and okay, so okay, fair enough, because I, I think outside of that He's very much like fucking around, like Michael yeah. or whatever. But like at that in the beginning, yeah, I see that's yeah, and that's what the thread the typically role, is yeah. now. And then Raphael, like you said, chip on his shoulder, angry, wants to do things his own way, doesn't want to necessarily always be a team player. Just kind of who's gruff. the one who does the funky flames situation? Who Leo sets that up? Oh, okay, so I so okay, so you have an argument there where there's a little bit of difference there. Yeah, um, but you're right. And a lot of times, like he's very quick to just 
party on with Michelangelo a little right. bit. Uh, Michelangelo, party dude, surfer, like that shines through 100% mm-hmm. here. Uh, and then typically in other media, and you don't really get it here, there's almost a hint to it at the farmhouse, but Donatello's like the nerd. Donatello is the gadget guy. He's the smart one. He's the the theme song for the cartoon is he does machines. Whatever that means. <laughs> <laughs> so like... He does He does machines. machines. So like that's what his... And so in other media, you get the real distinction here. But this one is just kind of like, they're all teenagers. Like they're all 14, which... You don't want to necessarily hang around 14-year-old dudes up for an hour and a half. No. I, as someone who was one, I get it. No. <laughs> We're the worst. <laughs> yeah. I feel bad being like, I hate them. But like, <laughs> <laughs> I just, they come in really hot. Oh, yeah. Right off the bat. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, yeah. You get the title card swoops in and like they go from being like a shadow cast on a tunnel to yeah. like jumping right into it. Yeah. And. Which I love that reveal. I think yeah. it's great. Um, and they shoot down Bossa Nova. I think Bossa Nova is a great thing to say. Bossa Nova. Chevy Nova? <laughs> well, you can start using Bossa Nova in regular everyday yeah, vernacular. I will. Bossa Nova and Yar. You're allowed, yeah. <laughs> Perfect. We're going to have our own like dictionary from the show. Random words we're bringing back. <laughs> What do you think about the supporting cast? We talked, obviously, about the Turtles and Splinter. What did you think about Casey, April, Danny, I guess, to a lesser extent, as the the human side characters of this movie? Yeah. Uh, April's good. I think she does a good job at playing it straight. Like, you have the initial reaction of, like, ah. Why can I never dream of Harrison Ford? Ford. Right. (laughs) And then she's just very game to be in the movie that she's in so i feel like she does a good performance and she's cute total babe she's total babe (laughs) casey does less for me because of all the sexual harassment pretty much pretty much that's because he's a grown-up version of the turtle like if they like drop right well she says as much she's like he's an eight-year-old trapped in a man's body yeah like mm -mm. danny i like that danny gets his own little arc. arc yeah yeah Goes from stealing 20s to hugging his dad. Yeah. Call me dad. <laughs> Call me Dan. Imagine your kid goes missing for a week because he's living in the sewer hiding out from an evil ninja. Yeah. And he comes back and the first thing he does is like, it's Dan now. We're like, the fuck it is? Where have you been? Yeah. Look. Have you had sex? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not calling you anything different to you answer some goddamn yeah, yeah. questions. You're Danny yeah, last we'll week. We'll get there. You had yeah. sex and now you're Dan. Yeah, we're moving the name change to the bottom of the pile here. We have <laughs> no. some other things to yeah. to get through. I'm surprised his dad wasn't like, April, what did you do? Because, like, <laughs> you both were missing and now he's Dan. Yeah, go to the farmhouse and jump his bones and he's oh, Dan Daniel. <laughs> Daniel. Oh, he's got two Sid Vicious shirts. Yeah. Yeah. Big fan. Big fan. One has With Nancy, Nancy on it, on it one too, and I was Nancy, like, yeah. oh, I don't know. Well, he's a that bad guy when he's wearing it, so. That's true. But He'll take does... it off now that he's redeemed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, a weird thing. I don't know why. I guess it, it's fine, but. It's probably more uh, a 90s thing. Yeah, like probably. Early, late 80s, early 90s, kids were wearing Sid Vicious t-shirts all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Big fans. <laughs> I did one of my notes his 
TMNT is ACAB because like the chief of police mm. is such a dick, dick, <laughs> and like so unhelpful. Yeah, which I think is yeah. He doesn't believe there's a a citywide crime spree, an organized crime spree. Doesn't believe it. Doesn't put any resources into it. Doesn't believe the words of the immigrants from Japan that mm-hmm. says like, no, this is just like that other thing that we had. Uh, where everyone was stealing everything and crime was running rampant. Right. Yeah. Maybe listen. Yeah. Doesn't believe women. No. Gets April fired from her job in a quid pro quo Mm -hmm. with Danny. Basically like, all right, I'll give your son no jail time, but you got to fire the reporter who knows exactly what's going on and is therefore making me look bad because I'm a bumbling buffoon. I know. He's so comically evil. I was like, well, he must be working with... No. <laughs> no, he's just a cop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, interesting characterization. But it's nice because it lets us, like, we don't need, like, another addition to, like, the good guy team. No. We I don't, don't need, like, get, another like, bad guy. Like, it just... No, you, you just get just those everyday normal villainy of the, yeah. co- the corrupt yeah. cop and the asshole boss and... Yeah, the banality of evil type of character. (laughs) Normal, everyday, mundane bullshit. Yeah. (laughs) Work trouble. House (laughs) trouble. (laughs) House trouble. Yeah. Oh, they burn April's house down along with her antique shop. That's sad. Yeah. And it was her dad's antique shop. Like, it's a memento to him. She holds on to it because she loved him so much. Like, a lot of daddy issues in this movie. Yeah, a lot of dad. Regular dads. Rat dads, dead dads, all the dads. Yeah. Father figures. Yes. Dead mentors who were probably like a dad to you as a baby rat before you were your own rat. (laughs) A baby rat. Rat grandpas, basically. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, a lot of daddy issues. See, it's deep. It's a very deep kids movie about giant turtles. (laughs) There's a lot of layers to it. What's the move? Yeah, you talked about being on the the dome and spinning. But any other moves from the movie that you would have busted out as a kid? The nunchuck spinning a finger like the basketball? If I could do that, man. Yeah, yeah. I remember having a pair of nunchucks and just, like, hurting myself within, like, five seconds of usage. Yeah, they're not great. They're not great. They're not fun. They they suck. (laughs) Oh, see, I had the practice ones, so they were foam covered. I had the plastic ones that came with Ninja Turtle. Oh, my parents bought me the real ones. Oh, okay. Well, not like real, real ones, but like ones that like sucked when they hit you. (laughs) I might have told the story on the podcast before, either during Mortal Kombat or Enter the Dragon. But before I was born, my father did like jujitsu and stuff, so he had like a serious pair of like nunchucks, and like. The first time that my mother was like, all right, you've got the kids. He like was like, I'm going to practice nunchucks while the kids are asleep. <laughs> he knocked himself out. He said, I woke up on the living room floor with like, like he'd been like flipping them back and forth. And like, it's like two police batons <laughs> with yeah. shame connected to both. <laughs> so. Yeah. One pair of wooden nunchucks took down the shredder. Yeah. The right? shredder. Right. Right. Yeah. They're not confronting Yeah. Ass. Dude. They're just. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Dad. You ain't no shredder. Yeah, one more reason my mother was like, nope. <laughs> I already have one child <laughs> in the house wrapped up in this shit. Dad's the Casey Jones of your family. Yeah. <laughs> yes, pretty much. I always remember trying to do, like, uh, like pole vaulting, kind of, with, like, Donatello. Like, because, mm. 
you don't see it a lot very much in the movie, but in a lot of other content, particularly in the video games, where he, in many arguments, is like the best player to play because he has the distance and the flippity flops or whatever with the pole. So I always remember trying to like, just like pole vaulting and then spinning around with a broom or whatever the fuck was six yeah. feet long or whatever. If you can get like a broomstick that comes unattached from the broom. That was mm-hmm. it. You nailed it. Yeah, like you're... Get boom. the bristles out of here. Get it out of here. Get it out of here. <laughs> out of here. Just give I me have, a stick. Yeah, Don didn't have this. No, he didn't need it. <laughs> Just give me the rod. <laughs> <laughs> Just need a stick, Just Mom. need the rod. Yeah. Please. Please, give me the rod. <laughs> <laughs> I have destruction to do. Yeah, yeah. I have to beat the Foot Clan. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, just kicking a lot of roundhouse kicks. There's yeah. a couple where they like clear three dudes at once, like right through the face. Mm-hmm. Any any amount of kicking, I always had. Like I had all the turtle weapons that they would sell in the stores. Like I had the sai, I had the nunchucks, the the short little like two foot katana that they yeah. give you to be Leonardo, yeah. and the tiny like you know ruler sized bow staff <laughs> that is huge when you're a kid, but when you look at it later, you're like, oh, that was a yeah, no, that was just a regular, like, track and field baton. That yeah. Like, it's a bow staff. Like, no, it isn't. <laughs> you just wrap some tape around the middle and <laughs> called it a bow staff. I don't think that's right. But whatever, I'm Donatello now. I'm going to hit my sister. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to hit my sister with it. Shout out to all the sisters. <laughs> Victimized. Yeah. yeah, so you got off lucky. I mean, granted, you didn't get to see Ninja Turtles as a kid, so you, I, you did, I did miss not. out. But. Yeah. No pizza shooter to the face. Oh, yeah. No nunchucks to the face. None of that. Yeah. No. I, many times, sister's like, if you want to be my lover. <laughs> pizza to smack her right in the back of the head. Oh. She's just like, she's putting makeup on or putting like, little, little princess, whatever the fucking game is where you wear fake jewelry. Little, little princess. Oh, my God. Oh, pretty yeah. little princess. Pretty, yeah. 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 <laughs> the game where you put on jewelry. Yeah. Yeah, it, that's Pretend? pretty much it. <laughs> that's pretty much what Pretty Little Princess is. Yeah, no. Because you gotta go around, you gotta collect, you gotta get the ring, you yeah. gotta get the necklace. Yeah, but it was like a board game you like misused grossly, like Mousetrap, right, where no like... one played Mousetrap. You just built the fucking thing. Mm-hmm. Right. And you had to go through and you're like, that was fun. <laughs> oh, what are these dice for? Yeah. Like, I want the, I always wanted the like, the witch ring. Like, there oh, was yeah. one, like, black ring that was, like, ooh. Spooky. Spooky. So spooky. No, but I was also the oldest. So part of that is, like, being the oldest, too. You get to set the tone. Right. Mm-hmm. Sure. Like, We're playing Kali Ma today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm ripping your heart out. Yeah. 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 Brendan, you and I are going to go on the slide and recreate when Scar throws Mufasa off the cliff. <laughs> 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 it's okay. We can take turns. Yeah. But you're Mufasa first, in case yeah, you yeah. <laughs> Now, Bridget, would you like to hear about the movie that almost was? I would love to. So this this obviously being a super huge property mm-hmm. around the start of this, like basically any time from like 1985, 6 on, yeah. comics would have been huge. Cartoon was right around the corner. People wanted to make the movie. Rights kind of, you know, didn't always, it, they, went, they didn't bounce around, but it went through a couple different people. Uh, one person who, I don't, I don't remember if they were approached or had it, but they made a pitch for a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles live action movie. That person was Roger Corman. Now, as you can imagine, wouldn't be very straightforward, wouldn't be what we ended up getting. Rather than suits, rather than any kind of weird early CGI, his plan 
was to paint the actors green and put a shell on their back. Which would have not worked at all. No. Because the four actors that he wanted to play in this movie as the four turtles were, and I don't know who was set to play who, I don't know how far this got, but this was the pitch, was Billy Crystal, (laughs) Bobcat Goldthwait, Dude, yes. Sam Kinison. <laughs> and Gallagher. <laughs> Yo, what a Wait a minute. Can we sub out Billy Crystal for Gallagher and Gallagher too? <laughs> <laughs> Negotiations might have gone that way. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that was the original idea um, for this was Billy Crystal, Sam Kinison, Gallagher, and Bobcat all painted green wearing turtle backpacks, backpack, yeah. shell backpacks. It obviously did not get off the ground. <laughs> and no. nobody liked it. <laughs> nobody liked the idea. I, why not? Because <laughs> <laughs> what we got was ultimately better. Most likely. Most likely. <laughs> most, most likely. I'm trying to think, when did Sam Kinison die? That's about this time. 89, 90, I feel like. Yeah, I mean, th- like, these discussions what? were in the mid-80s. Oh, right. What? 92. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't I don't know. It, I would have hated it. <laughs> yeah, no, there's no, not nothing about that would be salvageable. I think now, like if it had come out in 1986, 7, 8 maybe, it one could have killed the Turtle franchise. Mm-hmm. Or two, it would have bombed, and then nowadays we'd watch it as like a schlocky midnight. Like, could you could you believe they tried to make a Turtles movie like this? Not the other million movies we've had since then that all look different or better. Like, right. this is what their first attempt was? Ridiculous, let's watch it, it's a hoot. That's as far as it could have gone. Whereas this at least, like, you may not like it, you may not love it, but like, it's a decent it's movie. Right. And it's faithful. Yeah. This would not have been. This would have just been improv. Yeah. And, like, I like a lot of those people. Not all of them, but some of them. <laughs> I like Bobcat. I like Billy. Sam's whatever. And Gallagher, I, I'm all set. But, like, you know if this yeah. was the movie, Donatello would have smashed a watermelon and everyone would have laughed. Right. Like, that's what <laughs> we would have gotten. Mm-hmm. And we're better off for not having a, gotten it. Yeah. Yeah, that's the that was one of the the only like hilarious, interesting things I saw in the what could have been because like a lot of the production stuff of this is made on kind of a small budget, mm-hmm. constantly trying to like nickel and dime. I think I mean, granted, small budget for now times like the budget was thirteen and a half million, which is yes. like a decent size then, but nowadays mm-hmm. is whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but it did make two hundred million dollars. And at the time was the highest grossing independent film of all time until, yeah. <laughs> That's great. Until yeah. Blair Witch in 99. Okay. So like it had a good almost 10 year run as the highest grossing independent wow. movie because like it was just a bunch of, you know, nobody's made it. Just like mm-hmm. Turtles was an independent comic mm-hmm. and they turned it into a mega franchise. At one point too, I remember seeing that the I think it was the writers or some of the people in charge, directors, editors, whatever, needed wanted to do reshoots. And so they took a meeting behind the other production, like behind New Line's back, behind Golden Harvest's back, went to Jeffrey Katzenberg at Disney 
and was like, can we just like get a little money? Because like we want to do a couple of reshoots. We'll give you guys a cut or whatever. And he's like, no, it's, it's okay. But no, like come back with another edit. They come back a couple of weeks later and he's like, okay, yeah, yeah, this is awesome. Like, and then he called the production company and was like, we'd be happy to put this out for you. Uh, we saw the first cut, like they said they wanted some money and they were like, oh, no, we don't want you in Disney like that. We didn't know about this. We're going to stick with New Line. Goodbye. And then fired the people who went and did the meeting Ooh. behind the back. And some people quit in solidarity. And then Golden Harvest just recut the movie themselves. And that's the movie that we got. Okay. Wow. So this was almost a Disney movie. <laughs> it was one phone call away from potentially being a, a Disney movie. Damn. Jeffrey Katzenberg was like, hold on, I have to go make another strange choice. It's like 1989. <laughs> wow. I'm still reeling from like the idea of Billy Crystal. I know, painted green, wearing a shell, shaved head. Yeah. Oh yeah, because you know they would have put bald caps on him or or shaved or whatever. Oh yeah. He probably would have looked like Mike Wazowski. (laughs) Oh yeah, he would have. Yeah. But just imagine six foot tall Mike Wazowski running around New York with a headband on. I guess that could have worked. Like I could see Billy Crystal as like a Michelangelo or somebody doing Mm -hmm. the voice because he's a New York guy and they're New York kids. Like. I kind of get him, the rest of them. I'm just like, what? It was, I say, what were you thinking? But it's because one of the people involved was like Gallagher's manager. Like, that's why. Like one of the people who had the first rights when Roger Corman was discussing this was Gallagher's manager and worked with other comedians and new people in the comedy world. And so that's why he's like, oh, I know these four. I can get these four on board because what are they doing? (laughs) Right. Besides Billy. Billy. Yeah. Billy's like. I, I'm making out with Meg Ryan right now. I can't. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I have to go host the Oscars. Yeah. You absolutely will not be painting me green. Yeah, I don't need to see when Leo met Sally. When <laughs> <laughs> Leo met Sally. It's not going to work the same. So I take it by your reaction to this and just general assumptions, you have no interest in any of the sequels to this? No. The sequels do change dramatically from this. What's the yeah, what's the deal? Like, feel free to spoil away. So the second one takes a hard turn from this one because a lot of the negative feedback from the public was it's too violent for my kids. Okay. It was very much in that same vein. I, you, I, I don't know if we talked about it, but uh, there was a viral video not that long ago that made the rounds of like, little kid reporter talks about Batman or Batman Returns or something, they're like, it's just so violent. They're just kicking and punching and everything. Same kind of idea. Parents okay. were up in arms about it. Uh, Judith Hoke, the woman who played April, also thought there was too much violence in the movie. Brought it to the producers, and they said, we hear you. We understand. You're fired. <laughs> <laughs> so really? she does not return for either sequel. Uh, Casey's not back for this sequel, but he is back in the third one. The third one involves time travel where they go to feudal Japan. It is bad. It is the worst one. There's like a magical lantern thing. And when you touch it and someone else touches it in the past, you switch. So all the turtles go back to feudal Japan and a bunch of feudal Japanese guys come and live in New York for a couple of days and hijinks ensue. It's not good. Okay. Um, The second one, though, violence is toned down considerably. To the point where no turtle uses their weapon on another person, which is the point of the turtles. So, like, they have their swords, they have their nunchucks, bow staffs, eye, whatever. 
they are just there for show. They'll do a lot of swinging around, but every single blow is a punch or a kick. So, like, there's still fight sequences, but there's a lot more, like, we're going to jump over you and you guys are going to collide heads and get knocked yeah. out yourself. So it's very much a more milk toast version of this movie, which is pretty dark and gritty by kids' movie standards. Yeah. Yeah. So the other, the, the next one goes in a much goofier tone. They change the look of the turtles a little bit. They don't look as good. At least to me, they're a little bit more cartoonish. I think that movie's a bit more over the top, which is maybe what you thought this one would be. Mm-hmm. But I think their personalities are still the same. So I wouldn't necessarily be like, that's the movie you wanted in this movie because it is goofier. It is more over the top, but they're still teenagers with the same personality. Right. So I would say if it's on and you're in the room, oh, give I would walk out. Right. But but it's it's not as good as this one because it's just it's tonally completely different. Like from the start of that movie, you're like this is a different kind of mm. movie, but still fun. Still turtles. You know they. They face off against some mutated adversaries that are a tortoise and a, like a wolf, I think. That like they get mutagened and Shredder gets mutagened and everyone's big. and So it's a, it's a lot goofier, but it's also less gritty, less action, less fighting, no weapons. Other than I'm going to swing my nunchuck and then kick you in the face. Okay. Isn't there like a musical number in that one? There is with Vanilla Ice. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, that song that, is that, a that, that's where it goes. if you've never heard it, um, but okay. seek that. So seek I'll that seek out. the song out, yeah. Yeah, that one's great. I can't think of it off the top of my head right now because I just have the ending of this movie song <laughs> stuck in my head. No, it's pretty great, yeah. Yeah, yeah they stumble into a Vanilla Ice concert and he that's just right. makes it up on the fly, this song about the turtles. Oh my god. Ninja rap, that's what it's called. Ninja of rap. Of course. Yeah. Obviously. Because Vanilla Ice, rapper, turtles, ninjas. Yeah. <laughs> Very on point. But yeah, they're they're diminishing returns on each of the sequels. The two thousand seven cartoon, I really like that one. That one's a different story. It doesn't have Shredder, it doesn't have it has the foot a little bit, but it's got this again, a weird immortal man tries to free his brothers from statues or something. It's mm-hmm. it's fine. But the action in it's good. Uh, it's really good animation for the time. And the Michael Bay ones are fine. The turtle designs aren't great. Your mileage on Megan Fox being in a movie with giant things that are CG will <laughs> determine whether or not you find this enjoyable. Yeah. The yeah. second one of those, though, is like ripped straight out of the cartoon. It's got Bebop and Rocksteady. It's got Casey Jones. It's got Krang. It's got all of the like cartoon elements in it so that one's actually i think better than the first Mm. of the michael bay ones but i don't think anything tops this one yeah so and all the shows vary in quality season to season and show to show the original being campy and goofy and then getting way goofier as it goes on switching animation studios and the whole thing and 2003 was like a gritty reboot kids version and they just keep going from there yeah but it's a franchise that won't stop there is a new animated movie coming from Seth Rogen's production studio next year okay. called Mutant Mayhem, I think. And then Colin Jost is writing a new live action movie as well. So there was even talk at one point about reviving this series in the future, like with Brian Henson, with the original director, original writer. But none of that ever came yeah. to came to pass. Lots of people clamor for this 
continuity to continue on in the wake of every other legacy sequel that we see. But I don't think they would ever go back to that well, given the last one was a bomb and made no money. So, any other particular favorites, cringeworthy moments, good lines that you guys want to go over? During the fight in the antique store, one of them claps a bad guy with a set of symbols. Mm -hmm. I really like that. (laughs) (laughs) It's a good callback to the symbol used earlier when they were walking around. True. Yep. I liked him using that as a shield and then, like, smashing someone's head in it, Looney Tunes style. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's probably my favorite fight sequence in the movie, the whole antique store. It's cool because it starts so awesome, where they're like, I hope Raph's back soon. He comes crashing in through the skylight because his right. unconscious body is just thrown down there. <laughs> and then they fight in the apartment, and then they bring... I love when they bring the axes in, because they're like, we need reinforcements, and just one foot soldier guy comes <laughs> running in with six long axes. <laughs> Uh, and then, you know, they chop the hole in the floor. So, like, it's a multi-tiered, multi-level fight. So it takes up time, but each one feels, like, uniquely different. Right. Yeah. So it's definitely, like, the biggest one. Yeah. It is a shame that we don't get a, a better one at the end. Though, True. When, theoretically, that would be the time for your big climactic battle, as opposed to, oh, man, the Shredder guy hasn't had any battles, and he's fresh, and we're dead tired. <laughs> we it, need to put yourself. Right. Yeah. I mean, this sounds terrible, but I would say, like, it's always nice and refreshing to see an actual building burn, opposed to, like, CGI fire and stuff that I see so often in movies these days. It's like, seeing some practically done... Destruction? Know, destruction, yeah. yeah. And not have it be, like, pushed off to a, a visual effects company to... Because it just still does not look good. They can't seem to do it well. You can do, like, an explosion well, but just the, like burning fire yeah every time they can't get fire right they've nailed water i think they just can't nail fire (laughs) that's because james cameron worked so hard to perfect water yeah we really have him to thank for that yeah we need the james cameron of fire to come along and be like guys i know we need to do better (laughs) come on jim move on to another element this is totally irrelevant but did you guys see like he was interviewed recently and someone was asking him like why did you take so much time like having your actors like be underwater and developing these techniques to film underwater. And he was just like incredulous, like, because it fucking looks better. What yeah. are you talking about? <laughs> Why did you have your actors learning how to kick and punch when you could just CGI it? Because like, yeah. it looks cool. Like, what? <laughs> right. What do you mean? What are you talking about? Yeah. But to your point, it's a fun set piece. Like, I like. The evolution of the destruction of the building and then falling into a different section or whatever, like, and then going down into, like, the, the little basement or whatever. Yeah, the trap door into the basement. The, the turtles yelling to Casey. I like the answering machine. On fire. On oh, fire. Yeah. You're fired. You're fi- yeah, you're fired. <laughs> Would you take a class in how to give news poorly or whatever, whatever she said? <laughs> yeah. Whatever she said. I thought that was a pretty clever way to let her know she yeah. was fired. Yeah. Like, hey, good I s- news, I've saved you an eight-mile walk. Right? Yeah. Wouldn't you be so happy that you didn't have to walk eight miles to call work? Yeah. Yeah. Then here's a back rub. <laughs> I'll make it up to you. I'll make it up to you. Like a, you got the ointment? Cool. Yeah. Sit in this chair. Yeah. Sit in the chair. Get in the chair. I'll put some turtle wax on you. <laughs> <laughs> well, Bridget, do you want to give a, give your final thoughts, put, put a wrap-up on it? Has... Has your opinion changed at all, laughing and joking and talking about the movie, or are you still... Oh, I, like, 
I've very much, again, I've had a hoot watching it, <laughs> talking about it. I'm not the target audience for this movie. I really, I miss the boat, but I'm glad it's here. It existed and yeah. gave you guys the opportunity to shoot your sisters with pizza <laughs> and That's like brought, brought joy. Yeah. Such joy. To, to so many young people. Yeah. So, I guess that's my final thought. Nice. Johnny, anything left? Yeah, no, I just, the movie lives in my childhood, and now it lives in my adulthood. And, mm-hmm. uh, I, yeah, it's, it has its faults. It can't be entirely enjoyed as an adult as much as a child. It's fun, it's faithful, it's pretty brisk. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's great. I don't know. Yeah, I love the tone. Yeah, I love the dark and gritty nature to it. Right. The New York is just. We talk a, a lot the during taxi different driver movies. With turtles. Yeah, we talk all the time <laughs> about like, oh, I love you know, like in uh, Moonstruck or Saturday Night Fever. Like, I love this New York. Like, I love this energy they give to it because it fits the movie in it. Where like this is a different kind of New York. This is a a dirtier, darker version of the same city but it fits the tone of this movie very well the action's good could do with it a little bit better comedy but uh overall it's like you said johnny it lives in the nostalgia part of my brain that is overtaking the rest of my brain at this point so now it's the present day version of my brain uh so i'll always throw it on won't necessarily always sit there intensely paying attention but i can put it on the background working on other stuff and, and just be delighted looking up and seeing ridiculous things like april o'neill getting slapped in the face in the subway will never not oh. be hilarious to me <laughs> when the guys when she first of all is like what am i late on my sony payments again i know you're japanese descendants right yeah. that's funny uh and then she's like no we have a present and he unfurls the hand and slaps her in the face like it's terrible but it's hilarious yeah. and it will always be hilarious to be fair that's what she gets for making a, a borderline racist yeah basically yeah yeah slapped in the subway absolutely so um yeah i objectively it's not the best movie there are so many elements that could be better probably but i don't care (laughs) it's it's a ninja turtles movie and it's the best one so nice all good stuff uh but that'll do it for this week's episode of fine i'll watch it the 99th episode of fine i'll watch it so next week will be episode 100 we've got something special planned for you uh, we won't be watching a movie, but we'll be kind of talking about what we've done so far. So keep an ear to that for next week, uh, where you can find every episode of Fine I'll Watch It every Thursday morning at 9 a.m. on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, and Spotify. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter at Broken Clock Pods. So let us know what you think of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles franchise. Do you prefer the comics, the cartoons, the movies? What's your favorite movie? Is it this one? Is it something else from this series? Is it the Michael Bay? Is it the animated? Are you looking forward to what's coming up next for Turtles? Uh, let us know on Facebook and Twitter at Broken Clock Pods. But once again, for fine, I'll watch it. My name is Adam. I'm Johnny. I'm Bridget. And thanks so much for listening. Bye.